Hey, you're listening to Blue Jean Church's podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. To learn more about Blue Jean Church in Selma, Alabama, visit us at www.bluejeanselma.com. Thank you for your love. Thank you for being here this morning. Just pray that your presence, Lord, that you would uh, just intensify your glory here. Yeah, just come. Come, Lord, come. Fill this place. Fill this temple with your glory. Lord, anoint these words. Bring life. Let your love rain down. Give us a baptism of love this morning, Lord. Yeah, amen. Amen. I got a couple of housekeeping things to do before we get into the message this morning. A little bluebird flew in the window this morning and told me a secret. And it said that Miss Amy, back here, it's her birthday. And Miss I'm coming. You just hang on. I'm coming. Y'all, y'all got this. Miss Amy confessed to me today that she is 19 years old today. So that's awesome. We got one more. Not, not one more. We got Miss Angela back here. Miss Angela. She is her birthday on Tuesday. On Tuesday. And she confessed to me that she, she also is 19. So why don't we sing real quick happy birthday to them. Yeah, one, two, three. both of you to know how much we love y'all. Y'all are important parts of this family, and we love you, and we honor y'all on your birthday. Yeah, cool. All right. I also want to do this. Miss Pat is not here today. She runs, she's the director of the senior center. She had an emergency issue and uh, had to go to the hospital. But it looks like she's going to be okay. Had a scare yesterday, but she's not here. She was going to do the message this morning, and she is a preacher, and she runs the uh, senior center. So I think you've got that up so Miss Miss uh, Pat can uh, hear us, right, and see us? Okay. Well, you're going to record it so she can. We want you to know how much we love you. Uh, what a great job you do. We're sorry you can't be here this morning in person, but we know you're here in spirit, and let we want you to know how much we love you and appreciate the incredible work you do for our seniors here in our community. Let's give it up for Miss Miss Pat. <laughs> Woohoo! All right, so you got me <laughs> today, not her. Um, you know, this is a special Sunday where we, we highlight, we decided we wanted to really highlight this ministry of the uh, Senior Center. 
and it is it is a minute it is a program of the Alabama Tom Bigby Regional Commission it is funded primarily with grant money from that organization but it's here by we we they needed a place and we said yeah use our facility and we contribute to it we support this program and from our perspective though it's a ministry we, we are loving, supporting, and being uh, coming around this to help it work. And so we're honoring you guys today. In a minute, Josh will come up and give you some specifics about the program and maybe introduce people and that kind of thing. But I'm going to tee it up today, and here's where we go. You know, Jesus is so clear in the Scripture about what's important. What's important isn't programs. It's not hineys in the pews. It's, it's not about how pretty your church is or anything like that. It's about people. It's about loving God and loving people. And one of the ways we demonstrate and show our love for God is how we love people, right? A core value that Blue Jean has, and I'm sure every church, this isn't about, this isn't a, a com comparative statement at all. This is just about us. One of our core values here is that we love well. That's really important to us. Now, we are not perfect in that. We are not perfect in anything we do, but it is our heart's desire to love people well. And for the heavenly host, to know about Blue Jean Church because we love people well, and we demonstrate that. And so the Senior Center is an example of that. I want you all to look, if you would, at Matthew chapter 22. Look at verse 36. This is, these are strong words here. They really are. Hold on, it's not, it's uh, 25, I'm sorry, wrote 22, but it's 25. And if you'll look at verse 31. Twenty-five, thirty-one. right, here's what Jesus said. This is a red letter. This is something Jesus said. He said, but when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. When Jesus comes again, he's going to sit on a throne. And it says, All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. And then he gives us the criteria for the separation. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, and inherit the kingdom promised to you hang on I lost my spot uh, prepared for you from the creation of the world for I was hungry and you fed me I was thirsty and you gave me a drink I was a stranger and you invited me into your home I was naked and you gave me clothing and I was sick and you cared for me I was in prison and you visited me and then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or feed you or thirsty and give you a drink or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. 
when you did it to one of the least of these, my brother and sisters, you were doing it to me. And then he goes on, we won't read it this morning, but he goes on and he will say, the ones that didn't help others, that didn't care, that didn't show love, the love of God, and helping fellow man, that's not going to turn out well for them. Now, I didn't say this. Jesus did. That's pretty powerful. That's, a, that's pretty powerful. Uh, in Matthew 22, 36 through 41, uh, Jesus says the most, the, the most important uh, commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, and love people, other people, your neighbors, as yourself. Those are the two great commandments. And Jesus said the, all the law hangs on those two things, love God, love people. That's pretty powerful. That's pretty powerful. Let's look real quick in Isaiah. I love this one. Isaiah 55. Years ago when we had a little men's group that met uh, in the upper room at First Pres, we stayed on this for probably three or four months. We kept on and on and on talking about this and reading it. And it's uh, Isaiah 50, 55, 6 through 12. Listen to this one. I think I may have wrote that down wrong. 55. Am I in the right one? Nope. I missed it. It's 58. My bad. This The context for this was the people were fasting and seeking the Lord. And they were fasting. They were doing a lot of religious activity. And they weren't seeing any results. And they were kind of hacked off about it. They're like, well, we're, we're doing all this for you, Lord. And you're not, you're not seeing anything. You know, we're not seeing any results. We're, we're doing the things. We're going through the religious uh, stuff that you told us to do. And we don't see anything. And then this is what the response from the prophet Isaiah. God gave Isaiah a message. And he said, well, here, tell the people this. And he says, here. In verse 6, 58. Now this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Ooh. Let the oppressed go free. And remove the chains that bind people. Okay. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them. And do not hide from relatives who need your help. Wow. Wow. He says, if you'll do this, instead of just worrying about fasting and doing religious activities so you can follow the rules and do all that, he says, then this is what will happen. He says, then your salvation will come like the dawn, and your wounds will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward, and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then when you call, the Lord will answer. Yes, I'm here. He will quickly reply. The Lord's Telling the people it's not about religious activity. It's not about just checking it off that I'm going to come to church on Sunday or I'm going to do this or do that. It's about doing right by people. I remember years ago when oh, uh, uh, Gene Stallings did his, when he got hired at Alabama, I remember, never forget one of the things he said. And I thought, that's a good word right there. He said, I want players 
that will make good marks and will do right. And I said, that's a good word right there. Do right. Just do right. Do right by people. You know, when you see need, do right. It's simple. And God is really, that, that embodies really what we're reading there. It's a constant theme. It happens over and over and over in the scripture. The golden rule, Luke 61, verse 36, verse 31. The golden rule, do unto others as you'd have them to do unto you, right? That's simple. We say it all the time, but that's actually in the scripture. That's something that Jesus said. Do to other people like you want to be treated. That's such a simple, uh, simple directive. Okay? And so, I'm looking at all those scriptures last night. We found out last night about what, what Josh, maybe about 6.30 or 7 or 7.30, that Miss Pat wasn't going to be here. So I was like, all right, Lord, what do we do? Where do we go with this? And, um, and so, I got those scriptures that I just shared with you just almost instantly. And I'm like, that doesn't feel, that just, that feels like, okay, we just spit that out and then, you know, everybody knows that and we'll fill up a little time and we'll make the service. And I was like, that's not really the point. And so this morning I got up earlier than I normally do, went down in the living room and was sitting in the living room and I just said, Lord, I got to connect with you on this. I don't want to come in there and just go through the motions and fill up a little time with good scripture and, and just talk and get through this. What's your heart? And I think I connected. I tapped in. And, and it's, it's like it's, it's, you know, when, when you know truth and, um, and you know it, but when God, the Holy Spirit, reveals something or you tap in to his spirit, you may know something, but it's like all of a sudden you know it all over again in a fresh new way and it blows you away. He's always fresh. He makes all things new, even his word and even his truth. And so I felt like this happened this morning. I came up and I asked Ann to say a prayer for me, and she said, do you, ha you have it? And I was like, I'm about to cry right now. I can't, I don't know. I feel like I've tapped into the heart of the Father for this morning. And so I'm going to share with you what I believe the Lord gave me, and it's not something that's new under the sun. But my prayer is that he would reveal it again to you and to me in a fresh way so it too blows you away. I don't know, but it blew me away. Look, look with me at John, 1 John chapter 4. First John 4, verse 7. This is what the Apostle John writes. Verse 7, 1 John 4, 7. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another. For love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. 
You go down to verse 16. We know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. It says God is love. And all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. You see, for me, what this is about this morning, it's not about just helping folks and supporting a great ministry uh, from our church perspective and a, and a super program from Alabama Tom Bigby and the Senior Center and providing meals and, and community and a fun, a fun atmosphere for people to have community. That's a good thing. But that's not the motivation. And motivation matters to God. It really does. You can, you can have the same act and, and the motivation be different, and one would please God and one wouldn't. Just look at Cain and Abel, the story of Cain and Abel. They both sacrificed to the Lord. They brought an offering to God, and God was pleased with Abel. He was not pleased with Cain, and, and the reason was both of them gave, but Abel gave from his heart. He gave out of love for God as a response, not as a duty or an obligation or just obedience because this is what we're supposed to do, and so let's get on with it. Let's just do it. Let's just, let's just do what we're supposed to do. You know, I mean, that's okay. Obedience is good. But if obedience is just coming from the, from the uh, motivation of just following the rules and doing what I need to do so I don't get punished, so God doesn't get mad at me and all that, that is, that is the lowest form of obedience. What God's always after, what he's always seeking is a people that will love him, will love him back, and out of that love relationship, love his people for him. That's it. I've said it a million times, and I'll say it again. As my sweet mama said, it's all about love. That's what this morning is about. It's about the love of a father for us that gave Jesus, that did for us what we couldn't do, his love poured out on us, and in response, we love him back with worship, with our lives. I was looking at a song this morning. If we had time, we may play it. It's uh, My King Forever. It's uh, 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 Josh Baldwin. Now, I hope we've got the right one keyed up. It's about an eight-minute uh, video live uh, it's so awesome. But listen, listen, to, listen to the words in it. I was just crying sitting in my chair um, doing this this morning. Listen to the words of this. You gave your life for mine. Nailed to the cross, you crucified all my sin and shame. It was washed by your mercy. You are the treasure I find. My reason for living. So let my life become an offering to the one who is worthy. It's like when we support the senior center, 
When we do things as a church or as people, when we're kind, when we go out of our way to speak to someone or help someone or give to something or, or whatever it is, introduce yourself to someone you don't, you don't know, forgive someone, open your heart to someone that you've been close to, whatever it is, when we do that, the motivation is not, well, this is what we're supposed to do, this is what nice people do. It's let my life be an offering to you. I'm so grateful for what you've done for me and how you've given me love. The least I can do is love you back and try to love your people on your behalf because I love you and I want to love your people. That's it. Drop the mic. That's the message. I remember listening to a, uh, an audio of, of, of uh, what the prophet Bob Jones, and he had a near, I've shared this in here before, I don't know if you remember it, but he had a near-death or a death experience. He actually died in the hospital, and he went to heaven, and he, in this vision that he was having, he was in heaven, and he could see two lines. One was a line of people going into heaven. The other one was a line of people going to hell. And Jesus was talking to each person as they came up. And when, they got to, when, they, when Jesus got to Bob Jones, he said, he expected Jesus to say, how many people did you prophesy to? How many people did you do this for? How many, what would you do here? And how'd you do that? And, you know, how'd you, how'd you affect things? And he said, Jesus asked him one question. And he said, Bob, did you learn to love well? That was it. That was it. Did you learn to love well? And Bob said, I don't know. And Jesus said, well, you can come on in now if you want to. Your work's done if you want to, or you can go back. Your choice. And Bob looked over and saw all the people going to hell, and he said, I got to go back. I got to tell more people about, about you and about your goodness and your love. I don't want to go yet. I don't want them to go to hell. It really is all about love. A loving father gives a loving son and fills us with his loving spirit and washes all of our sin and our shame in mercy and, and pours out his goodness on us and saves us and leads us and and. And it's all about goodness. And in response, our life's response, let my life be my living sacrifice for you. And what that looks like is love. It looks like love. And you know, as we learn in James, James chapter 2, verse 14, we'll look at that real quick. This is a short message because we want to spend some time honoring our seniors this morning, you know, and hearing, hearing about the program. This is what Jesus' brother, James, said in James chapter 2, verse 14. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can this kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, goodbye, have a good day, stay warm, eat well. 
but then you don't give the person any food or clothing, what good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. Faith produces action. The NIV calls action. There's a disconnect, I think, so often in my life and in others that I see is that, oh, I love you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. I want to worship you, Jesus. And, you know, and we do. We mean that. But then when the when it comes time to be inconvenienced or to contribute to something or to be a part or uh, be a, join in and give up some time or whatever, it's like, oh, I ain't got time to do that. You know, I don't want to do that. And I, this, this is not a judgmental sermon this morning because when I'm looking around, I'm seeing people that are pouring out in here. We don't have a problem in here. People are wanting to be a part of building the kingdom here. But I see that happening, and we don't want to be the kind of people that talk about love like on that, oh God, that old movie that they had back in the 70s where, you know, the old greasy preacher said, let's talk about love. We don't want to just talk about love. We want to demonstrate it. We want to show our love and appreciation for God and how we honor him with our lives and our actions, that we're willing to inconvenience ourselves. We are willing to forgive. We are willing to not be rude and to ask for forgiveness when we mess up, when we are willing to give up time on a Saturday to help someone, or yada, 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 yada. You plug in the what it is, whatever that looks like for you. It's a demonstration of our love. And the great news for me, without God's Spirit empowering us to do this, I am totally screwed. I can't do this in my own strength. It's impossible. I don't have it in me. But Jesus does. His grace is sufficient. And he tells us, you have not because you ask not. And we just read in the scripture in 1 John, I'll read it again. It says this. Listen to this. God is love. This is chapter 4, 1 John, verse 16b. God is love. All who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And here's the key. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. Boom. What's the 2 Corinthians 3.18? We are being transformed from glory to glory by the Lord who is the Spirit into His likeness. It's like it's the Holy Spirit that will create the love. It's the first fruit of the Spirit. It's not the fruit of Bob or the fruit of you. It's the fruit of the Spirit. And so we are not screwed. Not only did Jesus die for us and pay the price, he also poured out his spirit to live in us and to live through us so that we can love people like he wants us to. It's not impossible. And if you try to do it in your own strength, you are totally screwed. You cannot do it. But if you will do it through the power of the spirit and just say, God, I can't, but I want to. Let your spirit fill me. Help me to love like you want me to love. Help me to prioritize like you prioritize. Help live through me. Love through me. As we live in him, he perfects his love in us. I fully expect to be able to love better a year from now than I do today. And an hour from now than I do. And I may not manifest that. 
you know, cut me off in the, in the checkout line at Walmart, and we'll see how far this love lesson goes to me. <laughs> We're human. We're just human. We're all human, and that's okay. But we, we are a people here that want to love well. And so we just ask for it. And he will abundantly give it. And he is transforming us, even as we speak, to love better and love better and love better. One of our core values here is to love well. One of our intentionalities here is to love well. Now, as I said, we ain't perfect, but we're trying. It's in our vision statement. We want to see people transformed through the uh, people, the community, and the world transformed through the love and power of Jesus. And how does that happen? That's a, that's a broad statement, but the practical aspect of that is people experience the love of God through us. And an encounter with Jesus, a real encounter, not a head knowledge, but a heart knowledge, that's how people experience the love of God. He uses us to impart that. It's a core value. It's like one of our big things. We say it all the time here. We want to be a people that love well, right? We want to love well. We want to be famous in heaven for loving people. I don't think that's a desire that we had because back before I got in with God, I could have cared less. But it's, it's a core value of mine now, and I know the Holy Spirit has given me a desire to love well. I know he has you too. I see it. I see y'all walking this out all the time. You know, as an example of how we are, as a people, as a family of believers, are trying to walk out this love, we've hired Matt Hobson, who's in Honduras watching tumors shrink, and feeding people there and doing amazing stuff. We've hired him as an outreach director here because we wanted someone to lead us to show love in the community and to affect our community. People complain all the time about Selma. Well, you know, keep on complaining. Keep on whining and wallowing in the problems. If you're doing that, then your God's not big enough. And that's the truth. If you are grumbling about this city and wallowing in it, you, you are part of the problem. And it is a lack of faith. That's all it is. It's a lack of faith. Your God's not big enough. Because Jesus said those who believe, all things are possible for him who believes. All things are possible through God. Well, you know, sometimes my God's too small because I do it too. I'm human. I'm not pointing a finger at anybody because I, I can be in that category. But I don't want to be. I want my God to be huge because he is. And there are no problems that are beyond solutions for him. And when we do things like the senior center or we hire an outreach director, guess what we're doing? We're walking in faith. We're not resigning ourselves to walla in self-pity and complaining and, and empowering the kingdom of darkness to continue the mess. When we do things like hire Matt Hobson and, and, and support a senior center with our whole heart, we are doing things that will help change the world here in our community. We're not wallowing. 
We're walking in faith and we're walking in love. That's good news. We're not perfect. Hey, but we're trying. We're in the batter's box, guys. And sometimes we get uh, curveballs that are hard to hit. But we, when we strike out, man, we stand in the batter's box. Throw me another one. Because pretty soon I'm going to figure out how to hit it. We're hitting some. We're getting some base hits here. And the senior center is one of them. With that as a backdrop, I want to tell you real quick about the senior center. It happened supernaturally that it's here. A few years ago, maybe four or five years ago, I was getting out of court and I was blowing out of a court. Court uh, just got finished with court, been in court all afternoon. I was coming out with my robe on and you know my stuff and just like like looked like pig pen on on uh, the uh, peanuts characters. You know, just coming blowing out of the court. There's a it seemed like a thousand people in the little waiting area outside my courtroom. It's probably seven or eight. And I'm like, well, hey, how y'all doing? And one of them, uh, um, God, I can't remember her name, Miss Scott. I think it's Miss Scott. She said, Judge, we need your help. And I said, what's going on? She said, we need you to help us with our senior center. And she said, it's closed. We don't have anywhere to go. Would you help us? And I had learned a long time ago, I ain't just falling off of my tur turnip truck, that lots of times people come to you and they want you to do something that they're supposed to do. So I was like, well, you know, you talk to the people that are that are got the, the program and all that, and then you let me know and if there's a way I can help. So that was a nice way to just kind of push her to the side. And I said, you get back to me when you talk to them. Well, a few days later, there they are again. There they are again. And like the third or fourth time, it's like I heard the Lord say, Bob, help these people. And so I stopped. I mean, literally, it's like, stop. Quit running to your next appointment. Help these people. And so I was like, all right, well, here's the deal. Tell me who's involved in this program. I found out, and I said, well, I know those people. I can call Alabama Tom Beamer. So I called them and found out. One thing led to another. We presented it to the elders here, and we ran it as part of our programs for a couple of years, and then the elders here decided, hey, this is a valuable program. We want to be the sponsor kind of for it. And so Josh is the administrator for it. He does. He keeps up with some of the books and things like that and some of the filing of the grant materials and stuff like that. He helps under uh, support Miss Pat. Miss Pat's the director, and there's grant money that comes from uh, Alabama Tom Bigby. And to run the program as well as it is, it's a good program with lots of love going on, lots of incredible stuff. We have to raise money to support it. And so we've started doing that. Uh, we started that last November and have raised, what, about 1100 we got that 10,000 additional from Alabama Tom Bigby and 1,000 from uh, Moore Stewart, not Moore Stewart, uh, uh, Long Lewis. And uh, somebody gave 200. But we're still about 6,000 short to be able to run it this year. And so we said, well, you know what? This is a great opportunity to highlight something that Blue Jean is doing and allow people an opportunity to sow into something. 
And, you know, I want to say this. I wish Cherry was here today because during this week, Cherry, like, gave me a word of wisdom that exploded in my mind. I never saw giving like this. You know, we intentionally here do not highlight giving. We don't pass an offering plate. We don't, we don't want to do that. I've been in a million churches where I didn't have anything in my pocket, and I've always felt like a dog because I haven't given something in the pot, in the pot when it got passed. Now, I'm not shaming anybody or criticizing any church that does differently. Most of them do, and that's cool. We honor them and their thing. But for us, it's very important here to not put people on the spot that may or may not have any money that day and so we don't do that we have a little box out here right by the door uh, that if you want to give you can but we don't we never talk about it but and, and we were talking about that in a little group I have some people that pray for me and we were meeting this week and I was like well, you know we just I was talking about the importance of, of people understanding you know the giving and having an opportunity if they want to and and also but not shaming people and and I was missing it I was thinking well you know if you sow you'll reap and that's true you, what you sow so shall you reap that's a true thing but Cherry said Bob it's not about that she said, giving is an act of worship. I was like, what? I've been walking with the Lord almost 30 years, and I, I never made that connection. It's like, it's not, I got to tithe, I got to give 10%, or I got to do this, or I got to do that. It's another way that we worship God by giving him something of what we've got. It's about worship. And so... This isn't a hard sell on money. I don't care if you give. The Holy Spirit will touch your heart if you're supposed to. But if you want to give to the senior center, write on your check, senior center. We'll get it to them. Um, we got a, he, Josh has got a separate account set up for them, and that money will be transferred from Blue Jean to the senior center account if you want to give. Um, with that said, Josh, come on up and show people the awesomeness of this program. Beautiful. What a great word. Giving is an act of worship. Love it. Um, yeah, this is we got a great program, and I'm so excited to see our seniors here. Thank you guys for coming. I know it's not easy to get into the building for some of us, so like uh, it's it's amazing. Thank you for doing that and being here. We're gonna hear from a couple of seniors today, and they're gonna testify about the program. We got a video to play. Uh, just real quick, I wanted to give you some numbers. Um, it's we're doing amazing work here, guys. Like something to be really proud of. You know, uh, we can't. Um, you know, we can't let false humility steal this from us. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, it, we're doing a great job by providing this program. And so I want you to celebrate yourself just like the Lord would. He celebrates restoration. That's, that's happening in this, in this program. He celebrates community. That's happening in this program. So don't be afraid to celebrate yourself. You're doing a good job by having this program. So let's give each other a hand. Do it, seriously. It's an awesome church, you know. I mean, we're, we're in Honduras right now. We're here. We're doing all, there's just so many things going on, and it's, it's really, really cool to be a part of a family that cares about that kind of stuff, and we have so much meaning. And, you know, um, 
You know, I wanted to, this is kind of interesting too. We need to, we need, not only do we need to do this, but we need to let our kids see us doing this kind of stuff, guys, because seniors aren't going anywhere. This isn't something that we need to get done and checked off of our list. It's going to increase the, the, um, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of their names. Who does the stats? The U.S. Census uh, Bureau says that, that uh, you know, seniors are going to increase by 43% by 2040. So get used to it. This, is, this isn't something that we can accomplish. This is something that's going to be a lifestyle, and even more so for our kids. So we need, we need to do it, and we need to let our kids see us doing it. Does that make sense? Like, this is a beautiful thing that we need to celebrate publicly um, because, uh, you know, it's... There's goodness in it. You know, everything the Lord's up to, everything, there's going to be goodness, and it's going to continue. So there's a good part of doing this. And I'm telling you, it is not a drag to come and hang out with the seniors. I mean, every time I'm around them, joy increases within me. Seniors are carrying the Lord's joy, and especially ours. I, I, you know, I, but, I, but it's just amazing to be back there. It's always refreshing. And you, you might have a weight or a burden. You go back there and say, hey, how you doing? And, and I mean, just like that, it's, it's like zapped. <laughs> and it's gone. And your smile comes back. I'm telling you, these are, it's a wonderful program. And we just really just happen to, to have a, a one that, that people obviously love each other. And they're really enjoying each other's company, you know. So, um, so we're really excited about that. Um, you know, uh, we, we are fighting social isolation, which is a big deal. It slows dementia when seniors hang out with, with each other. So that's a big deal. So that, thank you for doing that. Thank you for being a part of that and, um, you know, being a part of this church that's providing for that. And um, increases the longevity. Like, people live longer. <laughs> we got, I mean, we got uh, you know, Miss Bessie had a, a, her 100th birthday. I mean, that's incredible. <laughs> I want to live to be 100. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> so that is awesome and inspiring. Thank you for just being you. It's amazing. I mean, we can't even imagine all the stories and everything that you've experienced in your life. We're, and that's, it's just incredible. You're such a treasure in our community. We're so grateful that you're here, and all of you, of course. But uh, it's just exciting um, to, be, to have that. And I think there's another person that's turning 100. Am I wrong about that? It's soon. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll get back to you on that. But I'm pretty sure that I'm not wrong on that. Um, yeah, so we, just this year, we've, we've served about 2,000 meals. 2,000 meals. So it's, it's, but it's, it's never just about the meals. It's about who's hanging out. We want to, it's a senior community center. So like, it's about the community. We've got an average of about 15 to 20 people coming to hang out together um, each day. And they're all, they're all wonderful. Um, so you know, so we're, we're doing something great. You know, it's a tiny little room back there, and they're all, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, that's a big number of people that are hanging out with each other. So I want to play this video real quick. And uh, so just to cue this up a little bit, we, we decided it would be fun to have Miss Pat. So Miss Pat will be here today just on video. And uh, But anyway, um, uh, interview some of the seniors and kind of uh, a little bit of that story that Bob shared earlier. You'll hear some of that continue to so um, yeah, let's let's roll that video. Today we're talking about what happened to allow the senior center to come in effect here at Blue Jean. So we're gonna ask Miss Shirley a few questions. Miss Shirley, what happened? What did y'all do to allow Judge Armstrong to allow you all to come here? What happened? What did y'all do? You go to his office and y'all sit yeah, at the door. Yeah, we sat there and waited on him. And 
made it down until he had a few minutes between court cases. How many times did y'all do that? About three or four yeah. times, I think you told me. Yeah. And so you were the ringleader of that group, right? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think you told me that you went and y'all sat there until he got off the bench a couple times. Yeah, we until he yeah, until until he finally gave in. Yeah. So what did he say when he gave in? He gave in a few minutes. It's all he had. Okay. So what did he say in order to allow the Senate to come here? Do you remember? No, I don't remember that. But I know that the judge is a fine person. Is he fine? Yes. What do you mean? He's a good person. He's a good person? Yeah. I think he's a good person, too. Yeah. So I think we'll stay here at Blue Jean, and then know. we'll keep Judge around. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Miss Shirley. Thank you be good today. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you. We'll be right back. We have Bessie King. Miss Bessie turned 100 years old on Sunday, April 2nd. So, Miss Bessie, what brings you to the senior center? I got tired of staying at home. And what do you get joy when you come here? What is it like being here? It's peaceful. It's peaceful up here. Mm -hmm. And we love you. We one thing we do with Miss Bessie, we call her the mother of the center because she's the eldest one. And we also say that Miss Bessie is the only one that can do whatever, however she wants to do it. But the thing about Miss Bessie is that she uh, throws off a ray of love. We love her. We go pick her up. We bring her here. And Miss Bessie is my riding partner, too. We be all over the place. But all of that generated because she's a senior here at the Senior Center. Miss Bessie was here when I first started. And so she loves it. She comes here. She plays bingo. Sometimes she even get in a little nap. So we love her. Miss Bessie, what would you say is your highest point coming here? What makes you most happy? Being around friends. Being around her friends. And Miss Dot is a ray of light to you, right? Right. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we love Miss Bessie. We take care of her. And we pray that God will allow her to be around another hundred years. Thank you. We'll be right back. All right, so we're back with the high-powered senior citizen here at our center, Miss Henrietta Davis. Miss Davis, what brought you to the center? Well, what brought Henrietta Davis to the center? I have a heart for seniors. Seems like it does my heart good to be involved with seniors. And after my dear friend, Miss King, kept on asking me to come. And ever since I've been here, I enjoy the food, the fellowship, and the love that we have here. Here at Senior <laughs> Citizen Center also, Miss Henrietta served on the board of directors for the center. And so she meet with us. We meet once a quarter and we get her input. Uh, she's, she's very good. She harassed me almost every day. But it, uh, it helps us going. It keeps us going. Miss Henrietta is also one of our senior transporters. She picks up senior citizens. She brings them here. And she brings more seniors. So we are so grateful to have her. Miss Henrietta, what is the highlight of being at the Senior Center for you? The enjoyment that we have, the highlight, and all of the blessings that we get every day. You know, it's just amazing. Thank you so much, 
God bless. And listen, if you are a senior, you are 60 and over, we need to see you in the place. We have fun. We keep each other laughing. God bless. Come on by and see us. All right. So much fun. Miss Shirley, I think we're going to hear from you. Or it, this is what <laughs> you're on the spot. <laughs> so we heard from her in the video, but did you have something you wanted to share? Too? I enjoy coming and being with everybody. That's my only outlet is to come down here and, of course, go to church. But I enjoy being with everybody. Thank you, Miss Shirley. That's so cool. You guys give her a hand. All right. And Mr. George. I'm going to run over there. There he is. All right. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, this is the actual truth. I'm not lying. My name, my first name is George. My middle name is Washington. So tell somebody George Washington appeared before you this morning. <laughs> And see the reaction on their face. But uh, anyway, I did start out in this program uh, when I turned 60. I was looking forward to 60 because I was told that you could join the senior citizens uh, uh, nutrition center. So we were over at First Presbyterian, which is now Cornerstone. But as uh, Judge Armstrong said, that eventually we moved over here. But I'm so glad uh, for the leadership that you have here at this church. I'm so glad uh, for the members at this church. And uh, I do uh, enjoy coming to the center for fun, food, and fellowship. And uh, it might be a guy thing, but uh, I slurp up everything on my, on my plate. <laughs> I don't leave anything. The food is delicious. And so I just want you all to know that we do thank you all very much. Thank you, George Washington. <laughs> awesome. Anybody else want to share something real quick? I'll put you on the spot a little bit. We're just so happy that you're here. Thank you for coming, and thank you for letting us honor you here today. And, um, and we love having this at our church. And um, I guess I'll pray, Bob. Do you want to come up? or? Okay. Well, Lord, we just thank you so much for what you're doing with the Senior Center, Lord. And we just um, we pray that you'd bless the Senior Center, Lord, and let it um, just really continue to have your covering and your peace in that place, Lord God. And we just thank you for having a refuge here where people can come and really enjoy each other's company, enjoy the activities, and um, enjoy you, Lord. And, and we're, we're grateful to be able to provide that, Father. And we just um, we thank you for letting us celebrate with you what you're being able to accomplish through us. That's amazing, Lord, the, the threads that bring us all together, Lord God. Um, yeah, we love you, Lord. Thank you for your presence in that place. Thank you for restoration, reconciliation, redemption. Um, Lord, do it again. Do it, keep doing all that, and, and let us see you doing it. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. All right, Bob, there you go. All right. Uh, great, great stuff. We're so glad y'all are here. And uh, we're going, when we get finished in here, we're going to go downstairs and eat uh, some great, awesome breakfast that we've got fixed. Uh, kind of some, the ladies have fixed. I, I'm not sure what it's going to be, but it'll be good. And uh, everybody will come down, and we're going to play some bingo. 
accuse our elder, our seniors every every time I go in there that they're gambling in the church uh, because they're playing bingo, and uh, we're gonna all gamble like fiends today downstairs. Uh, I'm trying to be funny. Don't be anybody be religious and offended by that. We're just cutting up. It's bingo, guys. So uh, we're gonna go have fun with that. And uh, yeah, let's see. Huh. Let's sing a last song. I think uh, I was just wondering about that, the uh, uh, Josh Bowen song. Let me tee it up. Um, the first lines, first stanza of this, it's, it's a key. And as we wrap this up and, and bring this back to really the motive, the motivation for this is love. And it's letting our lives be a, a sacrifice or our, our devotion to God and using us to do things like the Senior Center. Um, and uh, the weird thing for me is I realize I'm, I'm, qu I'm qualified to come. I'm 25 in my mind, so I was like, shoot, I could go too. So uh, anyway, we're glad y'all are here. Let me pray up, then we'll sing this song, and then I'll do the blessing, and we'll go down and eat. Yeah, Lord, we love you. You're so awesome. Thank you for our seniors and our Senior Center and for opportunities to demonstrate our love for you and our love for your people. God, we ask this morning that like, like you never have before to fill us, give us a baptism of love this morning that we would be able to love well uh, your people and you. Help us to love you back. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope this message has equipped and inspired you to transform people, your community, and the world through the love and power of Jesus Christ. Whether you're from Selma or anywhere you're listening from, we'd love to hear from you. Visit us online at www.bluejeanselma.com.